0: Baby Nobody's invited But your baby I can do it slow now Tell me what you want Baby, put your phone down You should turn it off Constantly Welcome, welcome, welcome guys. I thank you so much for tuning in. This is your girl Rusty Moy. I am beyond measure, but most most importantly, we're still celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Listen, last episode was amazing. I was diving into some of the issues Hispanics go through in a whole of being Hispanic, meaning a lot of Hispanics are you know, looked at differently because they don't speak Spanish. So if you don't speak Spanish and you're Hispanic, you're looked at as, okay, I don't think you're quite Hispanic. And that was in my last episode. But guys, you know, on this platform, I have a ray of episodes and discussions, not only for my audience, but for individuals that are new that's listening. But I need you guys to listen in beyond Hispanic Heritage Month. But i got one more episode, guys. I know that we still have not another week and a half or so for Hispanic Heritage Month. But I want us to understand a little bit about the culture, the food. I did say I would talk a little bit about the music. But most importantly, we want to be understanding what's going on with the culture. Because that's where it starts. No matter who you are, where your zip code is, what you think you may know, it starts with the culture. It tells you a lot about the individual. So, in episode 102 with your girl Rusty, I'm going to dive right in. Who is Hispanic? Who? So, debates over who's Hispanic and who's not have often been fueled controversy, right? About identity among Americans who trace their heritage to Latino American or from Spain. But in my recent research in 2020, I've drawn attention to how Hispanic identity has defined and measured in the U.S. So guys, what that means is the once a decade head account of all people living in the U.S. use a different approach from previous census to measuring racial identity, which has provided new insight into how Hispanics view their racial identity. And in many times, you know, the government has proposed a change to how race and ethnicities are measured in government surveys, like the dismantle, the census, bringing even more attention and the debate. So I want to dive into this. So who's considered Hispanic in the U.S. these days? Well, the federal government may count a certain Hispanic population, right? So what role does race play in deciding who counts his, as Hispanic? That's another question I'm gonna put on my polling because that's so true. What role in the race plays, decides, who counts as Hispanic, right? That's a huge question. And I want to have my audience be a part of the polling so we can have, you know, understanding. And this does not just mean for people that are Hispanic or were born in Spain or Puerto Rico or somewhere else because you could have been born in the U.S and don't speak any Spanish, like I said in my last episode, or not be considered in America as Hispanic. So, and how do surveys incorporate various terms? People use to describe their Hispanic identity, such as Latina or Latinic. Okay, it's the difference between Latina and Latinic. And when people say, what is the difference? I'm going to have an episode explaining not today and might be beyond Hispanic heritage month, but the difference between Latina and Latinx, Okay. There's a difference. How many Hispanics in the U S today? Um, you know, the estimates roughly 63.7 million Hispanics in the U S as of 2022, which is pretty high. So behind the official census bureau, um, There lies a long history of changing labels, shifting categories, revising questions, and wording on census forms. This history reflects on culture norms, about what means to be Hispanic or Latino in the US today. But I'm gonna ask this question. How are Hispanics counted in the government surveys, public opinion polls, and other studies? Well, before diving into details, Keep in mind that some surveys ask about Hispanic origin and race separately, following the current Census Bureau, right? So it's, it's different categories. Like, for example, in 2020, the Census Hispanic has questions. Um, these are the origin questions. Like, is this person of Hispanic, Latino, or Hispanic origin? And you're going to see that not on just the census. You may see that on applications or if you're filling out information somewhere. You see that question. And then this is one question on the census about race. What is the person's race? And you're going to say whether you're German, Irish, English, Italian, Egyptian, Latino, Afro-American, or whatever. So these are very straight questions that sometimes you will see in the census. And it seems like you're identifying. It's all about identity and a lot of things, right? And this is beyond just, you know, things that we think of. Because culture, we visit, culture is us, okay, as an individual. So one way to count Hispanics is to include those who say they are Hispanic with no expectations. So it approaches surveys and polling firms such as Gallup and voter exit pollings, right? But the Census Bureau largely counts Hispanics this way. But with some exceptions, if you're responding to like only Hispanic category and write in only non-Hispanic responses such as Irish, the Census Bureau recodes the response as non-Hispanic, right? So however, beginning in 2020, it's widened the lens to include a relatively small number of people who do not check a Hispanic box on the census form, right? So as a result, someone who wrote that their race is Mexican or Argentina in race question was counted as Hispanic, even if they do not check the Hispanic box, right? So guys, if I'm diving more into this episode, I'm gonna take a short commercial break, but this is my question. How did Hispanics identify their race in the 2020 census? Well, I'm gonna answer that for you. In the eyes of the Census Bureau, Hispanics can be of any race, Because Hispanic is an ethnicity and not a race, okay? But look at it this way. 17% of Hispanic adults said being Hispanic is mainly a matter of race, while 29% say it's mainly a matter of ancestry, right? And then another 42% say it is mainly a matter of culture. And I'm kind of with that. I feel that that 42% because culture is important and culture is you. So... We will see race on applications. We will see we will see something about ancestry. That's fine. But culture is you. Who you are, why is important. Hey guys, if you just listening into the channel, don't allow this to be your last. I am Rusty Moyne and on this channel Not only I've walked the journey as being an amazing author, and not because it's my books, but I just love children, I love reaching out, but I always say it starts in our communities. Let's bring our communities together. And we have a few more months left in this year to bring it in. So if that's you and you're a listener, and you want to bring it in, and you feel there's a need for education in your community, is a need for love and passion for our children. Join into something great. Where C-Moy needs you. He oh, looking real hard. Is he cute though. I mean, he is a little cute, but I keep playing. All right, let me go holler at like that a little quick. I'll catch you later. I'll let you oh, By the way, I'm featured. Welcome back, guys. I thank you so much for tuning in. And if you just joined in with your girl, Resty Moy, we are having the time of our lives. Not that it's just Hispanic Heritage Month and it's a time to shine bright and speak light and be proud of your heritage, where you come from, your culture, and what your identity is. So if you just joined in and we're discussing who is Hispanic? Because some of us hear Hispanic and it's so broad, but we don't know anything about it. Or some of us care less. So let's break it down and find out a little bit more. So as I continue on in this episode, what is the difference between Hispanic and Latino? Well, Hispanic and Latino are pan-ethnic terms meant to describe and summarize the population of people of the ethnicity background living in the U.S. But most importantly, the Census Bureau often uses the term Hispanic or Hispanic or Latino which we use the terms Hispanic and Latino interchangeably for this population in our work. So some of have drawn sharp distinguish between the two terms. For example, some people say Hispanics are from Spain or from Spanish speaking countries and Latin American, which matches the federal definition. And Latinos are people from Latin American America, regardless of language. So in this definition, Latinos would include people from Brazil, we are Portuguese is the official language that not Spain or Portugal, which is, I'm going to stop right there. I have met people when I was on the set, when I was doing a lot of entertainment and entertainment industry. I met this one girl, I met her at a casting call. She Mina, she was amazing girl. And she was from Portugal, but she did not speak Spanish. So you can be from Portugal and not speak Spanish, but her mother's from Portugal, and she speaks Spanish. So people said, how are you from Portugal? And you don't speak Spanish. I said, it's very, very common. So people identify a language with culture, language with ethnicity, and we got to separate the two. So that's why I want to educate people a little bit more beyond Hispanic Heritage Month. So despite this debate, the Hispanic and Latino labels are not universal embraced by the population that has been labeled, even if they are wisely used. But in my recent information and my research, Hispanics most often describe themselves by their family's country or origin, while 39% use the terms Latino or Hispanic and 14% most often describe themselves as American. So 53% of Hispanics prefer to describe themselves as Hispanic. 26% prefer Latino. 2% prefer Latina and 18% have no preference. So who uses Latinx? Well, Latinx is a pain ethnic identity term that has emerged in recent years as alternative to Hispanic or Latino. So entertainer outlets, corporation, local and joint governments, and universities use it to describe the nation's Hispanic population. Yet the use of Latinx is not common practice and there is a debate about Is approachness and gender language like Spanish. But most critics may say it ignores the gendered forms of Spanish language, while others see Latinas as a gender, like the LGBTQ inclusive terms. Adding to this debate, some lawmakers even gone as far as introducing um, legislations to ban use of the term in the government communication, which I think is pretty bizarre. But however, our awareness and use of the term varied across the subgroups of hispanics for example, it's like 42 percent of those ages 18 to 29 said they have heard of these terms compared with seven percent of those 65 and older so among the youngest hispanic adults women were more likely than men to say they use the term right because women i think we're so into the words men is just like they kind of freestyle they don't get really into all of that and don't get very detailed, most men. So the emergence of Latinx coincides with a global movement, which I would say introduces gender natural n- nouns and pronouns in many languages that have traditionally used male or female constructions. And you know, another gender natural pan-ethnic label is Latina, which is L-A-T-I-N-E, has also emerged and has largely been used in Spanish right? So, how do factors like language, last name, parental background impact whether someone is considered Hispanic? What I'm going to explain to you. Hispanics have an exclusive view of what it means to be Hispanic. So, 71% of Hispanic adults said Spanish speaking is not required to be considered Hispanic. And 84% say having a Spanish last name is not required. However, 32% of Hispanic adults said Having two Hispanic parents is an essential part of what being Hispanic means to them. And I don't agree with that. Having two Hispanic parents, that makes you Hispanic. How about if you have one that's Afro-Hispanic or Afro-Latina, okay? And then the other one's full Hispanic, right? That makes you less than because of that. Does that make you different as a whole? Are you looked at differently? I'm 100% sure that you would. So, the views of Hispanic identity may change in the coming decades, such as raising intermarriage rates, producing an increasingly diverse and multicultural population, right? So, in 2021, 30% of Hispanic newlyweds married someone who's not Hispanic. So, dating outside of your culture, I don't even like to say race, is broad, it's not unheard of. But at one time or another, some people did not want to marry outside of their culture right so the hispanic intermarriage rate is similar to the rate for asians so 32 percent but higher than the rate for blacks 21 percent and and white is 14 percent newlyweds so among hispanic newlyweds 40 percent of these born in the u.s marry someone who's not hispanic so there's 12 percent of immigrant newlyweds according to my recent data so among all married Hispanics, 21% had a spouse who is not Hispanic. So at one time or another, that was unheard of, that would not happen. And it just was not even going to be in existence because people are more concerned with culture than promy love or their heritage than love. So what role does skin color play in whether someone's Hispanic? This is where it gets juicy. As with race, Latinos can be many different tones, as we know. I don't think a, I don't think a lot of people know that. So Latino adults showed respondents a palette of ten skin colors and asked them to choose which one most closely resembled their own. And this is where the tea comes in. At Latinos reported having a variety of skin tones, which we know, reflecting the diversity within the group. So eight in ten Latinos selected. One of the four lightest skin colors, and the second lightest was most common twenty eight percent followed by the third, which twenty one percent of the fourth lightest color, and seventeen percent. By the contrast, only three percent guys selected one of four of the darkest skin colors. Isn't that sad? So a majority of latino adults, fifty seven percent say skin color shapes their daily life experience at least somewhat, right? And I can agree. Similar shares also says having a darker skin color hurts Latinos' ability to get ahead. Do I think that's true? At one time or another, I think darker skin for a Latino is hard either in entertainment, in everyday life, in society, because if you're a darker skin tone, you're going to be pushed in the group of Afro-Latina, so well, this is for another episode and I'm going to dive a little bit into Afro-Latino, but I want to dive into it and help it make sense to people about the whole shades of Latinas and Latino culture and having a lighter skin color helps Latinos get ahead. So being a lighter skin means that you're better, superior and some people's eyes at seen, scene, but it depends on how you're raised, what your beliefs is and how you grow and develop as a Latino American, right? So, are are Afro-Latinos Hispanic? Well, Afro-Latinos identify as distinct from an existing alongside a person of Hispanic identity. So, Afro-Latinos' life experiences are shaped by race, skin tone, and other factors in ways that are different from other Hispanics. While most Afro-Latinos identify as Hispanic or Latino, not all do, according to my research. So, in 2020, about... 6 million Afro-Latino adults lived in the U.S., making up 2% of the U.S.A. adult population and 12% of the adult Latino population. And about one in seven Afro-Latinos, an estimated of 80, 800,000 adults, do not identify as Hispanic. So does this country of origin or ancestry affect whether someone Hispanic? Well, I'm going to give you the tea. Similar to race and skin color, Hispanics can be of any country of origin or ancestry. However, people from certain countries may be more likely to identify as Hispanic. In my recent research, all immigrants from several Latino American and Caribbean countries called themselves Hispanic. That nearly is 100% of those from Mexico, Cuba, El Salvador, among many others. So 97 of those from Venezuela, 94% 94% from Chile, 93% from Spain, 92% from Argentina, and 88% from Panama, right? So that's like the breaking down of the different countries um, and, you know, what the origin or ancestry is. So are Brazilians, Portuguese, Belazines, Philippines considered Hispanic? Well, I know a lot of you guys are going to listen into this one. Officially, Brazilians are not considered Hispanic. They're not. Or Latino, right? And the government says that the Spanish culture or origin in most races, people who report themselves Hispanic or Latino ethnicity, as Brazilians, they are more like backcoded as not Hispanic or Latino. The same truth is for people with origins of Balazine or Philippines and Portugal. They don't get in the pot with... Hispanics they're separate okay it sounds very crazy but that's why I want to explain this on the channel for Hispanic Heritage Month it's groups it's subdivisions within a hold of a culture right so National Survey admitted some of the coding provides a rare window into how Brazilians living in the U.S. view their identity so Brazilians More than two-thirds of Brazilians in the U.S. describe themselves as Hispanic. We're mistakenly counted that way. So, 14,000 Brazilians were counted as Hispanic in 2019. And 16,000 were in 2021. So, Philippine origins were counted Hispanic or Latino in 2020. The number with origins is non-Hispanic would be Caribbean countries like Haiti, Jamaica, Guana, Virgin Islands. They're non-Hispanic, right? A lot of us know that, a lot of us don't. So the number of Bozien was almost 12,000 higher in 21. But the number with Portuguese origin was similar to the recent years. They're broken down. They break everyone down. And it's really sad how it works in this country. Brazilians are in their category. Hispanic in their category. Brazilians in their category, Philippines in their category, and then the non-Hispanic Caribbean origin is in their category. All of these categories in all one culture, it's very, very crazy how they have your mind. You know, your mind is tricked up thinking that you're different. You're not different. You're as a whole, one culture, one body. Everyone has different views and rituals and mindsets and think differently. But you're not superior because of your skin color. You're not superior from your country. You're not superior because of what you earn and how you live. You are an individual just like other individuals. So never think that you're more superior because of any of these things. Because this country will have your mind. And religions will have your mind. And people will have your mind believing that you're something that you're not and don't allow people to come in your life and make you believe that, okay? How many people with Hispanic ancestry do not identify as Hispanic? So, 42.7 million adults with Hispanic ancestry live in the U.S. since 2015 and an estimate of 5 million people that do not identify as Hispanic. They just don't identify with it. I don't know if they don't identify because they don't know it, or they don't identify out of ignorance, or they don't identify because they're brainwashed. Because being brainwashed is huge. And a lot of people are brainwashed. Notably, Hispanic self-identification varies across immigrant generations among immigrants from Latino American. Nearly all identify as Hispanic. But by the fourth generation, only half of people with Hispanic. Heritage in the USA identify as Hispanic. So, how has the Census Bureau changed the way it counts Hispanics over time? That's the breakdown that people want to hear. Listen, we're a short commercial break. I'm gonna come back and break down how the Census Bureau has divided all of us, and we have been divided since slavery, and we still keep being divided, and we have a slave, a slave mindset, being enslaved, right? So let's stop being enslaved by the small things that we believe that's untrue. And we're brainwashed by things that we see in the media that we believe is amazing and that's hot and that's brilliant and that makes us superior and rich. You're rich as an individual, not rich by a culture of your skin color or the way you walk or the way you dress or the way, how much money you have or what you drive. You're born in a rich spirit. So believe that, even if you don't have 10 cents. Hey guys, if you just joined into the channel, don't go anywhere. This is a, a, a teaching moment, guys. I don't want us to be blindsided by culture, identity, heritage, or anything else. Know who you are and know what you identify with. Money doesn't make you. Fame doesn't make you. Relationships don't make you. Gossip doesn't make you. Negative vibes don't make you. Backbiting doesn't make you. Being broke don't make you. You make you. And if you have something special, don't sleep on it. I know you're going to be mine, right? Always. Welcome back, guys. I thank you so much for that short commercial break. I had to dive in. I had to come back. But I had to come back, guys, with in my last points in this episode, I want to give you guys something to think about. Culture is one thing. Knowing who you are is another. What is a great thing When no one can stand in your way and tell you anything about you, anything about your life, anything about your experiences, or anything else. That's a beautiful feeling. And don't, please guys, don't allow people to deprive you. Because people can deprive you from so much. Deprive you from living. Deprive you from just being who you are as an individual. Not a culture. Not as a whole body. Not as a whole But don't allow people to steal your shine, your brightness, and who you are. Don't be misled. So, last point, wrapping up the episode. How has the Census Bureau changed the way it counts Hispanics over time? Well, the Census Bureau first asked everybody in this country about Hispanic ethnicity in 1980. But it made efforts before then to count people who today would consider themselves Hispanic. But in my recent research, in the 1930s, for example, the race question had a category for Mexicans. The first major attempt to estimate the size of the nation's Hispanic population came in 1970 and prompted widespread concern about Hispanic organizations about an undercount. A portion of the population was asked if their origin or descent was from the following category. Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban central or south american or other hispanics and none of these so that approach indeed guys undercounted about one million hispanics many second generation hispanics did not select one hispanic group because the question did not include terms like mexican american the question wording also resulted in hundreds and thousands of people living in the southern or central regions in the u.s being mistakenly in the Central or South American category. So by 1980, the current approach in which someone has asked if they're Hispanic had then taken the hold when some changes to the question and the response category since then. So in 2023, for example, the word Latina was added to make the question read, is this person Hispanic, Spanish, or Latino? So it doesn't matter what category, whether it's Hispanic, Spanish, Latino, Puerto Rican, Afro-American, Asian-American, Native American, Caucasian-American. Don't allow that to stand in your way of who you are, your heritage, where you come from, who has created you. Each individual, all of these ethnicities I named on this platform is amazing. Every culture can shine bright. Every one of us has something unique. That's not let it be built on our culture, our beliefs, our rituals, our religion. Don't let it be on that. Let it be who who you are in the inside. Don't let people walk around and change you. Don't let this government make you believe anything different. Don't let people say to you, You're in that group and you're not important because you don't speak that language and you don't know this, or you don't work there, or you don't work there. You don't have this, or you're not doing that. We have been in subdivisions for a very long time. And having this channel, people say to me, How old are you? And I said, Don't get me on age discrimination. Are you discriminating on me on my age? Age doesn't make me wise, I make me wise. And they say, you listen to all different types of music. You wasn't even born then. Maybe I wasn't. But it wasn't my time then, but it's my time now. Don't judge me on that. Judge me on knowing who I am. Get to learn me, for me. Don't get to learn me what you thought, what you heard, what you think you believe, what someone tell you. That's backbiting. Rusty Moy don't have time for backbiting. I have time for the present. Growing, developing, helping people, mentorship, and growing in the entrepreneurship journey. I don't want to hold anyone back. I want to give you the tea that you need, the tea that can only make you elevate from going this point forward. So if you want to grow, you want to be a part of something great, I need your listenership to continue on. doesn't matter how many listeners I have right now. I count on you to support me in this journey. Why? Not because I'm greedy Not because I'm a woman, not because of minority, not because of any of that. It's because of the growth, the development in a relationship. Relationships is built over time. Don't sleep on an opportunity to build a new relationship. Relationships take time and they can be built, but you have to trust you and the process. I thank you so much for listening in and I thank you so much for joining Listen, the polling's coming up, don't go anywhere. Friday night, you and your boys went out to eat. Uh, then they hung out, but you came home around three. Yes, did. If six of y'all went out, uh, some of you are really yeah. Cause only two of you had dinner. Be alone than unhappy, yeah. Uh, Some of you guys have been listening to I the, the channel, and break. I'm getting a thumbs up, and you guys are having an amazing night. But you're not sure about this channel, cause you're new. Being a part of the channel, you get exclusive benefits. Not just listenership, a connection with the educational journey and much, much more. Do you wanna be a part of someone that wants to have ties and be involved with you and your family? It's not about single parent homes. It's not about two parent homes. It's about families coming together, neighbors coming together, communities coming together. Let's bring it back like it used to be. Let's not break up and say we can't. Let's tear down the walls and break down the barriers of mistrust and misbelief and bring in love, hope, and inspiration.